You are tuned into a Heads and Tails NFL Injury Report. For each week, we discuss the latest injuries and sports health buzz surrounding the league in an attempt to make football safer to play at all levels. Dr. Wazim Bush provides expert medical insight, while my buddy Josh Boyd keeps us up to date on all current events and provides play-by-play analysis. And my name is Kevin Song, and I provide the perspective of a former player with a passion for changing a football culture that nearly took my life. If this is your first time to the show, I recommend checking out some of the athlete and expert interviews that we have previously published on this podcast. For detailed show notes and videos from this episode, go to headsandtails.org backslash injury reports. Welcome back to an all new episode of the Heads and Tails Injury Report. We just wrapped up the 2018 regular season. Uh, so we're going to talk about the injuries from week 17 this week. And But before we start off, we're going to with that, we're going to go with uh, the NFL wildcard injury headlines, and my our man Josh Boyd is going to lead the way on that one. Merry New Year's, Josh. Merry New Year's. Waz, have you ever had like just the, the urge to when we start the podcast, just to jump in front of him and welcome it yourself? Absolutely. Every single time. I just want to do it so bad, but then I'm in a where I have to stop and start over. No, you're afraid that I'm going to make fun of you like you make fun of me. Kev's hair looked like Hugh Jackman's and Wolverine's this week, so I was afraid that maybe he would just absolutely just impale me, but, you know. I'm trying to flow it out a little bit. Focus so hard. Welcome to this week's Heads and Tails. Yo, be my guest. You could do it next week. It's nice. I'm kidding. Okay, so we'll start off. I'm not. We'll we'll run these. uh, I'll run through these pretty quickly. Um, Hmm. There are some pretty decent injury storylines, I guess, more so than uh, than anything than else for this week. Um, and we'll go in chronological order of the games. Um, I don't know if you want to do the picks this year again. We kind of struggled last year when we when we posted our picks. It was we, embarrassing. We did playoff picks last year. We should year. still do it. We had a good mm-hmm. graphic. It was fun. It we was should. Fun. So we should do it. I'm, I'm in. I know it was a lot of work for you, but maybe you still have the templates. So I can, I can make it happen. If right. you guys want to do it, we'll do it. Saturday, 4.30, Houston Texans. Uh, versus the Indianapolis Colts, uh, AFC wild card game. It seems like the Texans are in this game like four out of five years. Yes, the, the early Saturday. At least they have their quarterback this year because this is usually the Bengals or the Texans and two backup quarterbacks and just a brutal game to watch. But this year it should be a good game. Um, with that being said, the biggest injury storyline for this game is probably the Colts wide receiver, uh, T.Y. Hilton. He's their biggest playmaker, deep threat. Um, and he's, he's played really well against the Texans the first two times they've played. Uh, and he's the last, for the last couple of weeks, he had a little bit of an ankle injury. Yeah. Um, he fought through it and played, uh, in the win and in Sunday night game, uh, at Tennessee. Uh, but you could tell he was, uh, struggling with it. There was one play where he, uh, four or five weeks ago, it would have been a 90 yard touchdown and he got to like. 40 50 yards down the field and he just fell just uh, like guys were catching up to him because he's his he's a speed guy he's yeah. known for being a speed i saw and, that and guys were just closing on he him, just like went he down just <laughs> crumpled to the ground well that's how you get those ankle injuries you get pulled from yeah, behind kind of yeah yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. he doesn't seem to have the strength in it but um he said he's gonna play so uh this is a time of year where you have some nagging things but in the playoffs you play so. He's he's gonna play. Uh, uh, you know, it's always gonna be those nagging uh, ankles are, are are really tough to to kind of say, hey, this one's gonna recover faster than the other, right? Uh, it it just is is difficult thing. But he's they're gonna wrap it up. They rested him during this week, and he'll he'll play. Yeah, 
seems like with ankles more than anything else, as, as much as you could rest it and as much as it could be feeling better, it's just so easily re-injured, Absolutely. especially in a football, in, in football. It's just with, yeah. regardless of how, how, what percentage you are coming into the game, it's just how you get tackled. If you cut, it's just, it's kind of stuff that's out of your control that just flares the, it up so easily. The majority of these guys, and every time that we roll our ankles, we kind of tear here and there some little ligaments in there that lend to a little bit of instability. Um, but not anything big in or major in terms of instability. Otherwise, they would have surgery on them. Um, but once you injure your ankle once, you're more prone to injuring it again. So, you know, we'll we'll see what Ty is uh, going to bring to this. I don't think anybody wants to play the Colts right now. Most dangerous team should be should be a very good game. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, eight o'clock, picking uh, Colts. The night slot. Oh, you're giving away your picks already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Read them and weep. Saturday, 8 o'clock, we got Cowboy Seahawks. Um, this is games at Dallas. NFC East champion. No real huge injury storylines in this game. Um, a couple of the Cowboys offensive linemen have been banged up a little bit. Um, they held those, those two guys, Tyron Smith, their left tackle, and Zach Martin. Uh, they held those two guys out against the Giants this week. Um, but it was interesting that they played um, the rest of their starters the, right. the, the entire game. Right. Um, and coaches, and is, I don't know if it's a feel thing, or but everyone kind of does things differently. And uh, I think the Cowboys were locked in a close game. If they were down by 14, I think Dak would have came out. I think yeah. Zeke would have came out. But um, I think maybe Jason Garrett thought that, well, this is a good. This is a good close game to get some momentum. It'll be a good win and to carry it over into the playoffs because um, a lot of times you've seen guys rest. Uh, coaches decide to rest their starters, their key players, the last week of the season, egg. and then it takes them a little while to get yeah. back into the flow. Once uh, uh, the next week or two weeks later in, in the playoffs, so Jason Garrett went with his guys. They played and and there were yeah. no major injuries in the game. Zeke, so. Zeke was out for the game. He they oh, yeah, rested. Zeke they play. rested Zeke, uh, Zeke, but in this game, uh, Leighton Vanderesh, the linebacker. Rookie linebacker, uh, he had a injury in that game, uh, in the Giants game. He got leg whipped, um, so it was just a little contusion. He should be fine for uh, for the game as well. Um, yeah, you know it, it's a momentum builder. So uh, they came back and and won uh, uh, at the very end of the game. Great catch by Beasley. As a Giants fan, I hated them. So uh, you know. We'll we'll see how they roll through. The Cowboys are looking pretty good too. Yeah, these all I mean all all four of these games to the wild card round are pretty um, inspiring matchups and should be should be fun competitive games uh, that or at least on paper should could go either way. You could realistically see either team winning. Um, I'm gonna say Jason Garrett drops another goose egg. Seattle takes this. Oh, Dropping okay. my picks. Just a, he's just a clapper. He just sends on there and claps on the sideline. <laughs> um, Sunday one o'clock. Uh, AFC game. We got the Ravens uh, hosting the. I wrote San Diego Chargers. I did it. I did it. It's on the outline. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, unlike so yeah, the, not the only one. Yeah, unlike the North Carolina North Panthers. North Carolina Panthers. <laughs> They're technically um, in North Carolina. <laughs> so uh, this uh, again. Again, this is a these these two teams played two weeks ago on Saturday night in a highly competitive uh, a game that was in Los Angeles. Um, and now this playoff game will be in Baltimore. Um, the Ravens come in pretty healthy. Um, the Chargers have a few storylines with their injuries. I mean, we've talked about Melvin Gordon seemingly every other week uh, this season. Um, he came back and played in Week 17, 
Um, not so well last weekend. Not so well. He limped off. Yeah. Um, he practiced. He's practiced the last two days, so he's saying he's going to play. Um, but uh, just got to see one of those things. How effective will he be? Can he last? Can he make it through the whole game? Um, that that type of thing. And also for the Chargers, this is a, the probably the most interesting injury storyline of the of the playoffs uh, for this first week is the, their tight end Hunter Henry. So he was. Um, I want to say a Vogue sleeper kind of fantasy guy before the season. He's a very athletic uh, receiving tight end. And he actually tore his ACL the first day of OTAs in May. Um, so he hasn't, they didn't put him on IR. Um, he hasn't played a single down yet this season. And he's expected to make a season debut in the playoffs. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how many, how many plays he plays, if he's effective. Um, and it's, it, and it's, it's another weapon for, uh, for the, for the chargers who, uh, are the rarely seen 12 and four wildcard team. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of impact that he has on the game. Um, and it's also, it says a lot about the chargers kind of philosophy to not put him on IR and just say, I oh, tore his ACL may right. let's just work towards the next year as they're thinking, okay, we could be a playoff team. If we are still playing in mid January, eight, eight and a half, nine months later, he's got a shot to play. It is impressive that they didn't immediately put him on IR. But, um, you know, with Melvin Gordon, he's dealing with a high ankle uh, sprain. And you got to look at James Conner, right? Conner had the same injury. It took him a couple weeks to kind of get back. Three weeks, was it? And uh, now Gordon's dealing with the same thing. So how is he going to react and how is he going to respond to this? That's why he was so ineffective last week, too, you know? And crazy that at 12 and four, they're a wild card team, right? Um, and Hunter Henry, the, the, listen, some guys are freaks of nature coming back from these types of injuries. But it, it was about eight months, as, as Josh kind of um, uh, put in the, the outline as well, too, you know. Um, it, it, it's a decent recovery time, and it is impressive that the, that the medical and surgical staff, or the orthopedic staff on there, uh, decided to hold off on IR with him. But um, also, like we've talked about a couple times throughout the season, that guys that come off of these ACLs, usually, yeah, they come back at around the eight-month mark, but their effectiveness seems to be most effective around the one-year mark. Correct. Right. And, and a lot of these guys, when they first get back into it, they're timid, right? They, they're afraid of that first hit right. because they don't know if they're going to tear this thing again. So um, I, I think... It'll add another dimension to to the passing game, obviously for for uh, uh, the Chargers. But um, it will we'll have to see how effective Hunter Henry actually is in this game. If there's anything that clicks around Josh, he'll find it. <laughs> He's got fidgety hands. Yeah, fidgety hands. I got to keep it away from him. Stuff. <laughs> and then the final game of uh, this weekend is the Bears hosting the Eagles. The Eagles miraculously found their way into the playoffs thanks to Nick Foles the last three weeks. Um, this game's 4.30 on Sunday afternoon. And speaking of Nick Foles, he's the biggest, I wouldn't say injury question mark, but probably, again, the biggest storyline for the Eagles. He's taken pretty significant shots to the ribs in back-to-back weeks. Um, the last drive against the Tex- Texans, he, uh, he got a – caught a crown of the helmet right in the ribs and came out for a play. Um, and then against that play the, was penalized, play, yes. play, penalized. And then uh, this past week against the Redskins, he, uh, he took another shot and left the game. Um, again, he's practiced, said he's going to play, 
but um, shouldn't affect him that much. But it's one of those things where if he gets hit again and he has to come out, then yeah. um, those are kind of some uh, very significant factors in uh, could be determining who wins who wins this game. Likely bruised ribs for him. Um, you know, we kind of saw with Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson, um, when he suffered the the uh, rib contusion, but it also affected his lung and collapsed his lung. The bus ride, it yeah. works. Yeah, you know, don't. It's the key to <laughs> don't success. Take the don't, don't take the plane. Because <laughs> didn't you like go off the, like, that week? Yeah. You like had a really good game? Absolutely, dude. Took the bus. So uh, um, Foles should be fine for the game, um, and he should play. But it's a good point that Josh brings up. If he gets hit, who do they bring in? I don't even know their backup quarterback. Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Something like that. Could be eaten alive by the Bears. Yes. This is a scary defense. Um, exactly. And uh, and so the Bears, obviously their defense is probably, if not the best in the league, probably right up there with the Ravens top two or three. Yeah. Um, I have Pro Bowl safety Eddie Jackson, who we uh, we talked about on the podcast, I'm going to say two or three weeks ago with his injury that we spoke he about. He was the when, ankle as well. Yeah, yeah he, like sniper out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, he intercepted a pass at the, the end zone yeah. and was running, and you couldn't really tell if it was a knee or an Achilles. or So it's been it's been an ankle. Um, he hasn't played since then. Um, he's another high-impact player for them. Uh, he was limited today in practice. It was the first time he's practiced at all Okay. Um, since he has been injured. Obviously, he hasn't played. Um, so I would kind of be surprised if he plays. But then again, um, you never know. I um, would have said that you know, with, with that ankle injury, um, if he hadn't practiced, then there's probably no way he was going to play because – um, that's concerning. Usually they'll, they'll try to get two to three days of practice out of a guy to get him back in, whether it's limited or not. Um, but just to get him to play, but they've been resting him. So fully they'll, they'll make an attempt with him. Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these things. And for us, it's, it's, we're, uh, recording this on a Thursday. So these Sunday games, they still have, uh, they, put out their practice reports Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The yeah. Saturday games are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday um, for their practice reports before their official game designations come out, questionable, doubtful, all that stuff. Um, but a lot, of them, a lot of these things are whether the guy is progressing through the week or if he goes ba- takes a step backwards because usually it's those ones where you see, all right, he was uh, limited on Wednesday, full on Thursday, and then limited again on Friday, then that guy's usually not going to go. Yeah. Um, whereas Jackson did not participate on Wednesday, was limited today, um, and then they kind of see how it – how his injury reacts to however much they did. Limiting can, or limited can kind of be difficult sometimes because um, all you have to do is take part in one play exactly. in practice and they can say you were a limited participant. You so, can walk in yeah, it. Yeah, so you don't really yeah. know. Sometimes limited can be uh, deceiving. Yeah, from a fan standpoint, trying to read the tea leaves. But um, for a guy like Eddie Jackson, tomorrow's a big day for his practice um, participation in terms of trying to – realize whether you're the Eagles or even if you're you're the Bears, if he's going to play or not um, on Sunday. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, I would say there's probably no shot he had in the play on on Sunday. Totally agree. If he's full, I would say he'll probably will play. If he's limited, then it's probably truly a a coin flip and he's probably truly questionable. Um, uh, A couple other injuries that the Bears suffered in their game on on Sunday against the Vikings – um, another interesting game where they were locked into their seed um, and basically by beating the Vikings in Minnesota, they – 
uh, eliminated them from the playoffs. Had the Vikings beat the Bears, they would have played again this week. Yep. Um, he said it would have been in Chicago, um, but by the Bears beating the Vikings, they eliminated from the playoffs. Um, one of those division matchups, sometimes it kind of gives a, that, that team a little more umph, even though there's quote-unquote nothing to play for. I mean, what you have to play for is not playing this team again. Absolutely. And having that team having confidence that whether you played your guys or not, we just beat you a week ago. Yep. So uh, I think that was big for the Bears. But a couple of their wide receivers got dinged up. Uh, Taylor Gabriel um, had a diving catch towards the end zone and he fell on his shoulder uh and anthony miller um was kind of running and dislocated his shoulder we have videos on both of these i followed up on the gabriel injury and initially they said it was a shoulder but then when i looked later it said rib yeah like now everyone's calling it a rib yeah. injury he took a i mean it was it, a pretty it was a, it was pretty a nasty. sweet play yeah he like completely left his feet and looked like he was diving into a pool exactly and he <laughs> dove back down in the end zone I mean, shoulder first he's <laughs> a little he's a little guy so yeah. he's like kind of like a water bug type player but um water bug, water bug. Water interesting bug. Yeah. i've not heard all that one all over the place. slides on the water yeah, that's a good analogy Duking all over i've the place. never heard that <laughs> um also not sure they make that noise <laughs> yeah, i don't think water bugs make any noise it's like a praying mantis noise which <laughs> do not move like water bugs do not <laughs> keep their prayers to themselves <laughs> <laughs> but for uh for both these injuries um these these two guys have were full full participants wednesday full participants today so um it looks like they're both going to play and a lot of these wide receivers for the bears are pretty in interchangeable so as long as one of them's healthy it should be miller was a full 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 participant yeah he's practiced both days wow he's practiced both days well it looked like he was struggling with the dislocated shoulder for a while because yeah. he's wearing that strap that they put yeah. on their shoulder pads so he's probably – and when I saw uh, Leslie Chow's uh, Instagram account <laughs> or Twitter account, uh, we're talking about Dr. David Chow. Um, he was saying that he's probably going to – he's going to need surgery in the offseason, but there's no reason why he won't play because he's going to – he might dislocate it again. Yeah. But it's not going to, like, do any further damage, yeah. I guess. It was just interesting to see the play in itself where non-contact, he's just he's walking, running. and then all of a sudden the, the shoulder just – pops out of place and he drops the ball so you know it's bad yeah it well, could have an impact i mean he was running towards the sideline so the ball just went out of bounds but i mean that happens a similar play happens this week and he fumbles it in the middle of the field that's, that's a turnover that could that's be my point too this reminds point. me of uh one of my buddies that worked with me as a student manager at Rutgers football he had like a completely torn labrum and he played softball with us so like Every single time he went to throw the ball, he would dislocate his shoulder. And then we did, like, a tough mutter in the, the spring of, like, my senior year, I think. And he was on the monkey bars in the tough mutter, oh and he dislocated god. his shoulder on the monkey bars, and he fell right in the Oh, mutters. my god. That's got to be painful as all hell. Yeah, he was a trooper. Wait. <laughs> Uh, all right, now we'll move on to the Week 17 injuries that don't necessarily have uh, playoff implications, uh, starting with my dude, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who suffered a concussion. And it took me a while to find the, the, the play, but I did find it. Um, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Like, should he have played in the first place? Right. Um, we're talking about a player who has suffered multiple concussions throughout his career. Um, add one more to the list in a game that really meant nothing. Nothing at all. Um, but there were some interesting quotes from Aaron uh, in this one article that I found on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up right now, but basically what he was saying is like, he talked about leadership and being a leader on the team and like, what kind of leader is he being saying like, Oh no, like I'm too good to play in this game. I, it's not worth me getting hurt, but you can play. And if you get hurt, who really cares? Right? Like, correct. It's essentially what he said. Yeah. And a lot of those quotes were, um, in between this week. 
whereas after he he did play the Jets game um before he played the Lions game um and and it's also kind of a unique situation where they had fired their head coach they're playing from an interim coach who had been an assistant coach in the past who the, uh, the guys on the team have a relationship with and um he doesn't know what his job status is so he's trying to create some semblance of a culture whether he's there next year or not um or if he goes back to an assistant um and the, like I said kind of building forward uh into the off season and into next year um so uh like like you said it's hard to kind of live in your fears as my guy Mike Tomlin always says um by not playing somebody um but at the same time if there's anyone who you're not going to play it's probably going to be Rodgers but um if he doesn't play it needs to be like obvious that it wasn't Rogers decision whether regardless of if it really is or not like it's got to be like the ownership says this guy's not playing and the rest of the team because he makes a lot more money can, than you can, can deal with it <laughs> um so our franchise yeah. depends on him but at the other uh, but on the other hand what you kind of have to think about is I mean these professional athletes are so uber competitive in everything it's hard for for someone to sit Aaron Rodgers down and be like, no. "Look, man, this game doesn't mean anything. Don't yeah. play." Yeah. I mean, they want to be out there, and, and and when you as a as a from a fan's perspective, when you see something like this, you know, like it's not rigged. Like it makes you think that the the sport isn't rigged. It also endears you to him, right? As as a, a fan of the team or whatever, you're like, yeah. That's why Rodgers is part of this team. That's why I want him. Right. On that's that what he's team. saying. He's like, right. that's how he earns respect in the locker room. Uh, you it kind of goes along the whole toughness idea. But even on, but. if you look at the play that he that he got concussed on, it was almost the hit was his fault because he spent so much time dancing around and in the pocket. And you know, you hear every announcer talk about that that clock in your head that you've got to have. And he's a professional. I mean, come on, there there few would say that they were better than than Aaron Rodgers in the league and in this game. So, you know, on the play, he was just prancing around, and then he took a really nasty hit at the very end of it. His helmet popped he off. Tried to like, it looked like he tried to duck out of the defender, and the defender basically tackled his, tackled his helmet and kind of uh, drug his helmet off. Um, but I mean, to be honest, I've seen a lot worse hits. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, didn't end and in at that point, it was but. it was fourteen going on the verge of twenty-one nothing, and they're like, "Aaron, you have a concussion, and now, right?" And now at this point, it's <laughs> yes, it's, it was good. And yeah, I, I understand. The How toughness. many fingers am I holding up? Two. Eighty. Wink, wink. <laughs> I understand the whole toughness of it, but like when we talked about uh, when we talked about the difference between um, Rogers and Newton a couple weeks ago. I think, I mean, I think Cam Newton's injury is something that requires surgery that can get worse. Um, whereas Rogers was, he was dealing with a groin. Um, and he, you can, you can play through that if you, I mean, in a normal circumstance, if they were playing in the playoffs, they would have. Um, whereas I think there was a legitimate chance Cam Newton was going to get shut down no matter what. Um, and that was kind of the nature of his injury. So I, you understand both sides of it, but. All right. Good discussion. Moving on. Uh, Miami Dolphins cornerback Tory McTyler. That's a good name. Uh, with a, Also with a concussion. The only reason why I put this one because I found a video of it. Yeah, yeah this was nasty. Was yeah, like he, he got jacked up. Was there yeah. was there a flag on this? Do you know? No. Uh, not that I know of. I don't believe so. Um, but I feel like that's the type of play that should be flagged. the defenseless blindside. Yeah, defenseless player. It like, yeah. was kind of in between, though. I know, but it's more of a... 
unnecessary unnecessary yeah. contact. Yeah, absolutely, like, I, agree. I, I feel like this needs to be more so than defenseless or blindside. And uh, and we've we've seen throughout this season that letter of the law, how the rules written penalties have gotten called in on blocks yeah. and this blindside block and the crackback block, where contact really isn't that significant, no. but based on uh, angles and everything, referees throw a flag. But on a play like this, uh, it doesn't get flagged. And I, I feel like the uh, a rule should be tweaked is into, was this an unnecessary significant contact? Yeah. This is this is somebody trying to hurt somebody. That's what this is. This is the guy who is uh, in the fight, and then all of a sudden you're in one-on-one with somebody, and some random guy comes and sucker punches yeah. you from the it's side. A, yeah, it's, you, it's, it's that a, it's that stupid challenge that was going around in, in New York and all over the place. Yeah. They just go around knocking people out yeah. unsuspectingly. This is a sucker block. <laughs> yeah, when I look at this play more, I think you got a couple scenarios going on. I think the... I think, what's his name? Oh, Tory McTyler was kind of blinded from this guy by like his own player or the other players, and I think he didn't see yeah. him coming. Number one, but the other guy saw him the whole oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah, it almost looked like he was like Only eyeing him up the yeah. whole time. He Which lined is, him up. He did lead with his shoulder. He didn't like lead with the crown of his head. He didn't leave his feet. It wasn't like a dirtyish hit in that sense. Um, but, but there's also like differing sizes of the players. I was just He's so say, much bigger yeah. than the guy he hit. So like it's gonna it was look like he terrible. Ran into a yeah, like freaking Mack yeah. truck. Yeah, because he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's tough to. It's a tough call on this one. But I hear what you're saying, Josh. I mean, my biggest thing with this is was that guy going to have an impact on the tackle? He might have though. He might have. Yeah, if you look it's at, close. If you look at the angle. There's a possibility. Would he have stopped him from getting a touchdown? I don't, I don't think so. But I think do I think so he could have made contact before he got to the end zone? Yeah, yeah. maybe. So this is a tough one. Uh, okay. Next injury up is Carolina Panthers quarterback Kyle Allen with a shoulder injury. And I put this one in here because there's no video, but that's not why I put it in there. Uh, I put it in there because that's the third because quarterback the they went through. O line sucks. Will they have Christian McCaffrey uh, in there after him? Yeah. <laughs> That was like who was up exactly. set to play, right? Yeah, I think so. But McCaffrey's uh, got more completions. This is actually the so this was the third quarterback in the third consecutive week. We talked about the Panthers quarterback, and he actually played. I mean, the Saints rested their guys, so yeah. they weren't really playing anybody. But they were up thirty to nothing, I think, at one point. Um, I saw people on Twitter saying that he should get like rookie of the year or something like that. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why. I, that's why I try not to stay on 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 Twitter. Like I think you literally played like. I need to do a complete Twitter <laughs> overhaul because like that stuff is like people just put stuff on Twitter to try to get as many retweets as possible. Absolutely. And it's just like it's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. But that's I'll digress. Um, but yeah, so they've been they've had a couple uh, injuries there, but they but they won, and that's good for this kid, yeah, rookie third string quarterback, getting a start in an NFL game and throwing a couple touchdown passes. Good for him. There you I'm go. sure he'll take a little banged up shoulder for for, for that. Absolutely worth it. Uh, okay, next injury up, we got Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver Cody Core with a Gruesome. significant arm injury. <laughs> I didn't get any details on like what he did, but it just looks bad in the video. I feel like we saw something. Shout out to Steelers yeah. Depot. Yeah, he's the yeah. Steelers Depot is great. With he's on the, it with with the with the gifts. He he screen grabs everything. He's good with this. Um, but I feel like we saw what a it, similar who? one, and uh, it, it was uh, the Titans, the Titans uh, Delaney Walker. Yeah, that was early in the year. I feel yeah. like we had one this more. This is another defensive back one. Was it a Bengals guy or like a Buccaneers I feel, guy? I feel like it was another 
It was. It Bengals was like or Bucks guy, but yeah, snapped his forearm in half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Vaccaro. Vaccaro had the dislocated elbow too. So I have to look. Man, maybe, but what <laughs> I what I think is going on in this play is that he dislocates and fractures his arm. Um, on on this play, it, I mean everything's being overhauled in Cincinnati right now. So, you know what? Uh, rest up, Cody. You know we'll see you back next year. Yeah, if anything, it looks like a dislocated elbow. More yeah. I look at it. I I think he actually fractured too. I think he he popped it and uh, he dislocated and and fractured. All right. We'll have to be on the lookout for what it actually was, although we probably won't know because yeah. it's the off season. So people will stop caring. Okay. Uh, next injury up is Los Angeles Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth um, with a knee injury. Left tackle for for them, so we'll probably get more info. Um, they play next week. They have a bye. Uh, he was just pulling around and looked like he just banged knees, the worst That's, injury possible. It hurts so bad, yeah. but it's he'll. I'm sure he'll be fine. Pretty much the same thing. He he. Just hit knees. He's got a week's worth of rest. He'll be back. He'll be totally fine. All right. I think that wraps up our injuries for week 17. Uh, we got an injury that we didn't talk about from week 16, and that's uh, Randall Cobb had a concussion scare. Uh, this was kind of floating around Twitter. But uh, he he suffered this one against the Bears, and there's some quotes for him that he had some significant memory loss and. The quote specifically was, "I don't remember anything until I got back in, in until I got back to the locker room." Uh, so there's like a 10 minute span where I had amnesia. Um, he said, "Yeah, it's pretty scary. Have you ever had a time period where you just don't remember anything? It's pretty scary. So scary is being used quite often." And he this is he he goes on to say, uh, Randall Cobb says, "I've had a punctured lung. I've had a broken leg. I came back and played and not thought anything." Up and not a thought about those things. He said, I would consider this to be another thing that whenever I take the field, I'm worried about that moment, even though I read that correctly. Yeah. But I think he meant I don't think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not worried about what's happened in the past, which is hard to do. That's why we're the men in the arena. That's one of my favorite quotes. LeBron James always talks about that quote a lot. There's a reason we do what we do and other people don't because we're able to overcome those thoughts. It's a really interesting uh, quote that he brings up with that, right? And, you know, there's so much stigma around toughness. And, you know, Kev, you, you've, I think you've highlighted this so much throughout all these podcasts and things like that. But you've got big, great players like LeBron James, the the greatest player in basketball right now. I mean, probably the most popular athlete in the world. Right. You know, saying stuff about toughness. And granted, toughness in the NBA is different than toughness in the NFL, right? You know, you're not Or at least the implication of toughness and exactly. what it can do to your life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting knocked unconscious for the most part in, in, in the NBA. Um, so I feel like even when when athletes use quotes from other athletes – it's with a grain of salt because, you know, you can't compare apples to oranges in this one, right? It's, a, it, it's so much more of a violent game the uh, football is rather than, than basketball, you know. And is it short-sighted on, on Randall Cobb's side, uh, part of it too, you know? Talking about how scared he was about the lack of memory and then, but that's why I do it, you right. know. 
There's a reason I, 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 I do I think this. athletes are inherently short-sighted, or at least like in a football player's mindset, you almost have to be short-sighted. Because if you think about the long term, why the hell would you do it? Absolutely. You know, really at any level. That's uh, a fair point. You know, I I think you, you absolutely have to have that. You almost have to have an, amne- an amnesic memory. You know what I mean? Because you have to be you have to be willing to forget the plays that went wrong or that you got injured in. Same thing from from recovery from, say, an ACL. Right? You've got to you've got to forget that that happened. So you lose the fear. Right. Even Josh, like uh, as a pitcher, right? What they always they always say like pitchers need short term memories, or even when you're at, up at bat, you can't like take your at bat into the field. There's like a constant in in all sports of just like yeah, forgetting about it and moving on, and living in the present. Yeah. Um, to me, just the biggest thing with this quote is, I think probably ten, twelve years ago, there was such a resistance to talk about concussions at all from a player standpoint and um regardless of what he's saying in the quote uh, i think it's just very important that these guys are talking about what's happening to them um and what they're experiencing um and we see it more and more often and people people who have gotten concussions and these players are talking about it in the media and they're talking about what they experienced um and their fears and i think that part of it has um increase the amount of players who have are going forward and telling the trainers i don't feel right and all this stuff where in the past it was just um kind and, of and retiring over. early correct yeah. and it swept under the rug and um so the more it's out there and the more people talk about everything i think it's a, i think it's a good thing um because i i don't i don't think this was happening in the past and i think guys have been um a lot more willing to share their experiences and and self-diagnose um and seek help when they're not feeling great okay from hits that they've taken um whereas when it just kind of um people just turn a blind blind eye to it i think that was that was the worst and it was probably i want to say probably 12 15 years ago that was when it was at its worst because no no one talked about it no one acknowledged it no one said anything so like why am i gonna as a player come out and and say all these scares feelings i have for a concussion when no one else is talking about it. I'm going to keep it to myself. Right. Now when everyone's talking about it, it just I feel like it's a At lot, least it's, it's being a lot talked better about, yeah. for the general pop- population of football players. I also feel like players were worried about whether or not that was going to affect their ability to get a contract from other you know teams and things like that when they were ready for free agency. You know, if somebody's got a huge concussion history, that's a big liability for, for a team to take on. You know, uh, look at the post-concussive symptoms, look at Things like Percy Harvin, for for one, you know, he had concussions and he had huge migraine issues and things like that. He could barely could barely sleep, you know. So I, I think that now that it's coming to light a little bit more, obviously, and and nowadays it, it's all over the place, right? Um, players are a little less afraid to talk about their symptoms and so on because it's so mainstream, and. Um, and the NFL is putting on their initiatives for all of this. So it's an interesting quote, nonetheless. And then another interesting story in the NFL this week is uh, Saints defensive end Alex Okafor uh, was a sack short of a $400,000 bonus. So the Rams uh, rested him during week 17 and paid him the money anyway. Um, I just thought this was like a really cool idea because they rested him probably to keep him healthy. 
you know, and they realized that by resting him, they were kind of screwing him over for this potential um, bonus that he probably would have got. Um, I mean, if I knew I was going to get $400,000, if I was going to get a sack, you're damn sure I'm going to get a freaking sack. Um, I'd be, I'd be afraid if I was going against that guy that week. Um, but I also think it has an impact on player safety, you know, and kind of the culture shift that's going on today, you know, like would this have happened, you know, like five, 10 years ago? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I think more so than anything else. I mean, the Saints are the one C in the NFC, and he's okay. their best offensive end. I mean, yeah. this isn't a uh, – he, he needed three sacks for this bonus. I mean, he, he was like 15, 16, 17 sacks. He was in the high teens. So he's a highly impactful player that if they're going to win the Super Bowl, they're going to need. It's just like the Cowboys sitting out Zeke or, or any of these other teams um, sitting out their highest, best best players on either side of the ball. Um, so they, I think they know if they're, if they're going to go as far as they want to go, this guy needs to be healthy. So I think it's a reward to say, hey, you know what? Hell of a season. We're going to rest you, and we want to ride you throughout the rest of this. But for what you already did, here it is. 400000 400, That's nothing. That's like chump change. For any of these major organizations, so that's a that's money well uh, well spent for them. Yeah. Rest your player plus get a motivated player for the for the uh, uh, playoff run. Good good uh, healthy bank account and healthy body. Uh, all right, we'll wrap up this week's uh, week seventeen injury report with the NFL way to play player of the week for week sixteen. Welcome to the week sixteen NFL way to play player of the week. This week's Player of the Week is Ravens cornerback Tavon Young. He earns the Week 16 NFL Way to Play Award for demonstrating excellent technique on this tackle. Josh, would you like to take it away? Tackle? Yeah, it was just a no, he's, tab. It was he's just there, like uh, It wasn't anything big. I was no. just like, all right. Yeah, but I, again, this is <laughs> more more in line with what we thought it was going to be. And this is probably three, three, maybe three weeks, two weeks, three weeks in a row that we've had. Um, nice, nice tackles. Nice tackles as our way to play. Uh, but he's their uh, slot corner. Um, and they uh, they ran a little. This was a, in the Saturday primetime game against the Chargers. They ran uh, kind of a swing pass out to the running back. Um, and he tracked tracked him down in, in the flat one on one and made it made a nice tackle. So I mean it wasn't a was anything great, but it was. Uh... So my response to this one might blow your mind. This might be my favorite one of the entire season. Yeah, yeah, hmm. that's good. Explain. Okay, so here's why. So yeah, it's a running back coming out of the backfield getting a pass. Borderline defenseless receiver. He took, like, a step or two, but, like, he didn't have a ton of time to, like, know that the defender was coming to, like, bite his freaking ankles off. So, defenseless receiver-ish scenario. Now, the defender comes in, and a lot of times I, we, I always complain that, you know, when guys go for knees of receivers, like, you're, you're out of control and you're kind of just, like, you know, I don't know. You're, you know what you mean. You're kind yeah, of rocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or trying to injure someone or something yeah. like that. Uh, so, obviously, on this play, the thing I like most about it is that he was in control the whole time. And he saw what he hit. Because most of the time, like you can get low and still see what you hit. So, the dangerous part of what makes that play normally dangerous is that when the guys go in that low, they're looking at the ground. They're not looking at what they're hitting. They're tackling yeah. with their shoulder. 
more so than like they're leading with their shoulder and like almost yeah launching themselves yeah. yeah and just trying to chop their leg chop the guy's legs out right that's how they're making a tackle. to me this, this was a play where he had his head up the whole time saw what he hit and he made a what is normally a dangerous kind of play a safe play and he to me this is like exactly what I was hoping yeah. for in these kind of videos week in and week out. Yeah, I think you're probably more advanced than most viewers of this is crap of this play. <laughs> but it, but if if you think about it, it's it's you said what you said is perfect because it's it's a play that the the common fan can look at and say that's just another play. But that's kind of where you and I and where we want to see the game. Um, where whereas most of these plays and most of these tackles look like common plays whereas like you said this could very well have not been an been an uncommon tackle and a dangerous tackle right instead of it just looking like another play that we would see in throughout the course of a game so what you're saying is that hit on the dolphin's safety isn't going to be on this anytime soon right yeah. oh, right 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 <laughs> well Tavon young the NFL and Kevin Som tip their hat to you. Yep, it's my favorite one. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks again for your hard work and preparation coming into this, uh, hey, gentlemen. Happy New Year's and happy New Year's to all our fans out there. Keep an eye out for the picks this week. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's get your Instagram picks. <laughs> <laughs>